Hey, welcome to the One Big Thought Podcast, the podcast we talk about real ministry for the majority. I am Andy George, and joining me today is Ken Hester, and we want to welcome everybody who's joining us right now. Yo. Welcome to so, episode so 47. To so, no, I say see you all the time. You don't really but see I, them Because right I'm now. seeing you. That's yeah. what it is. It's so good to see you, Andy. <laughs> good seeing you as well. It's good to have our listeners <laughs> right. on with us, as always. Thanks for subscribing. Thanks for liking, commenting. Thanks for sharing. Uh, we'd love to hear from you, and we'd love to be able to just, you know, Help, hopefully help other leaders in ministry as That's well. Right. That's what the podcast is all about. Give you one thing to think about, one mm-hmm. thing to hopefully apply to your life, to your ministry, but then also one thing to share. Yep. Share that thought, share that with someone else that you know in ministry that may benefit from it. So That's thanks right. for joining us as always. It's good to be with you. What, what are we going to hit today, man? So we're on episode 47 today, and today the title of the podcast today is Walk Slowly Through the Crowd. Ooh, I like that. Love that one. I thought I came up with that, but then we looked <laughs> it up. And we Googled it. <laughs> and we Googled it. <laughs> I promise you, I did not rip that off from somebody, but yes, that is not a new concept. It's not a new concept. I was so excited about it, though. Oh, I was man. like, share with our staff. I wrote this whole I thing. I think Jesus came up with it first, so well, yeah, we'll just credit it. I know, but Like all know. things. It's so hard to find originality, even when it's even when generally you thought of the idea. Like generally, like walk slowly through the crowd. I sent yeah. a big long email yeah. to our staff. Oh yeah, it was a pretty well written. Like, oh yeah, I mean, like you were pretty proud of the, the <laughs> concept that you came up with. And then uh, we're at lunch, and they're like, "I don't think you came up with that." I'm like, "I promise you, I came up with that." And so we Google. They're like, "No, John Maxwell wrote wrote an article." And there's like a lot with like people. Over there. It's, so it's all good. All it joking happens. aside, we know we did not come up with that idea, but. I love the boy. I'm I'm very passionate about this right now, and again, I think that this follows up with last week's episode, which is mm-hmm. on being a shepherd. And our heart of our church, if you kind of look at the rhythm, and even this podcast over the last couple of months, we talked about um, health and care mm-hmm. and hope. We talked about hope. We talked about what happens when we're overwhelmed. We've been talking about relationships, and I think there's a lot of merit to all of that. And and right now, my my attention is heavily on our staff yep. and on other pastors and churches. Yeah, and it's because we can easily lose sight of the purpose of why we're here. Right. Like last week, we talked about it could be easy to sit in an office and, and think you're a rancher, <laughs> but you're not. You're a shepherd, so you got to yeah. get out and be around the sheep. Right. Um, you got to lead people and you got to manage tasks and programming. And and if we're not careful, we we flip that and we we, we kind of revert back to, well, if we just put on a good program or if we put on an excellent Sunday morning or if the sermon is amazing, yeah. all these things, then then that's what it is. And it's really not. It's about the people that are coming to your church. In fact, I uh, I attended the First Impressions Conference online. Okay. Yep. Uh-huh. Online. It was an online one this year and it was great. And uh, it was all about obviously First Impressions. But one of the things on the front of the website just caught my attention and it said that people make up their mind within the first seven minutes of being at your church. Yep. So I started true. thinking a lot about that. And um, first seven minutes, I actually thought it was less time than that, but it makes sense. Yeah. So by the time we, we actually... From the parking lot. From the parking lot, right. When you walk in the doors, that kind of situation. Yeah, scenario. so I started thinking about what what's, what happens within seven minutes of somebody coming to our church. Yep. Well, they they see the, the road, right? The road signs, mm-hmm. right? signage, the parking lot, our parking people... The greeters at the door, the main hallway, uh-huh. the welcome center, bathrooms. Probably check in for kids. Bathrooms, check in for kids. And that's about it. By the time... Yep. I mean, that's probably, and then you're entering. Yeah, you know, then you you're might entering, grab a cup you know, of coffee right. or whatever, and then you're entering right. into the worship center. Yep. Which means that all the pressure is now off of me. 
<laughs> well, by the time I preach, I've been world. there for like an hour. Right, and not just in church world too. I mean, I think when I read when I heard about that, I was like, that makes sense for a church, but that kind of makes sense for everything. Like oh, if you absolutely. go to a restaurant, you go I've walked to, out of so many places within the first seven minutes. Somewhere to yep. shop somewhere or whatever. Yep. Yeah, yeah. You, within that first five yeah. to seven minutes, you kind of make up your mind. You've yeah. either gotten your drink and talked mm-hmm. to your server, or you're ready to walk out, yep. or you've walked into you know, Best Buy or wherever they've, yeah. they're offered to help you or not, you know, and then you've got to go somewhere, you go somewhere else. Well, listen, the reason why I keep going back to the same coffee place is not necessarily because I like that coffee. <laughs> it's because they know my name there you and go. They, they, I walk in, they're like, Hey, Andy, flat white. There you go. And that's already like, they see me walking in from the parking lot yep. and they know me, they know my drink or when I go through, like, they even know my voice going through the drive-thru. Whoa. Yeah. Which means I have a back problem. To the, back to the shepherding. So they're shepherding you. <laughs> they're shepherding me, they're right? They're shepherding you. So back right. to the last podcast. So here's the concept. The The concept of walk slowly through the crowd is um, something that, if you read the Gospels, uh, you see Jesus doing this. This is pretty much his ministry. He just walked through crowds. Yep. And as he walked through crowds, needs were presented to him. Yep. Opportunities. Opportunities came, right? People came to him. Think of the woman who pushed through the crowd just to grab a hold of his garment. Zacchaeus yeah. up in a tree. Yep. You know Matthew, the tax collector. You know the blind beggars, right. you know, I mean, crippled, lame, pretty much poor, all everybody. Like the right. woman at the like, well, all the disciples is walking through, walking on the beach, walking, you yeah. know, doing all the things, and, uh, and he's just inviting people. Yep. And and taking advantage of the opportunities yep. that God had placed it for him. Well, here's the thing: he's never in a hurry. Right. Like I don't know. I think there might be one time in Scripture where Jesus says that he hurried the disciples away. Yeah. Right. And it's because of the crowds, or they hurried and they, they got away from the crowds. Yep. But he himself, his ministry, he was never rushed. It wasn't like he was like, sorry, I can't talk to you right now. I got a one o'clock appointment. <laughs> yeah. You know, he, he just would walk and just stop and just minister. He would invite himself to people's houses for dinner. Yep. Right. He'd go to parties. He'd hang out with sinners. He'd talk with a, just a, a random woman at the well. Mm-hmm. He would just sit and talk with her. Yep. And he wasn't even supposed to be talking to her. You know, it's just that concept. It got me thinking a lot about our church hallways, quite yeah. honestly. Yeah, that's good. So here at Crossroads, we've we've encouraged, we built a culture here and we're continuing to build a culture where we want all of our staff available and present in the hallways forty five minutes before service starts, forty five minutes after at least, for the sole purpose just to spend time around people. Be available to walk through the hallway. Which means though, before we jump into this, the only way you can walk slowly through the crowd is you got to be prepared by Sunday. Yeah, that's also <laughs> so we're, true. We're mainly yep. talking about Sunday here right now. Yeah. So if you're if you're in kids ministry, guess what? Get your rooms done before Sunday morning. You should not be in your room on Sunday morning. Yep. You know, even when we were in a school doing setup for a multi-site, we would get there at five thirty six a.m. Yep. Have it all set up so that we're not doing that when people are getting there. So and there's no excuse. Right? No excuse. Volunteers. Yeah. Having you know yep. scheduling people out in advance and ahead yep. of time, so yep. you know how many people are going to be in those rooms, yep. and w- when everything is taken care of, whether it's kids ministry, youth ministry, you know your sermon is done on Tuesdays yep. normally, yep. right? So yep. in, in most scenarios, your sermon is done <clears throat> on Tuesdays, <clears throat> so that you're not worrying about your notes, you're not figuring out all this yep. stuff. You can be at the door, you can be in the hallways, you can yep. be having conversations with people, and and for pastors and leaders, I know everybody's got a different. Uh, personality, you know, right. introverted, extroverted, everything in between. But ultimately, again, if we're called to be shepherds, we're called to pastor people, then yeah. we've got to make ourselves available. Yeah, and I would really push and question pastors who just hide. 
yeah, all morning. And I, I don't know. I mean, I guess maybe I'm not in their scenario sometimes, right? So I don't, I don't fully understand all the yeah. whys and, and hows, but I just don't understand how. Like I think of Rick Warren. Yeah. Right. One of the things that I have heard and I so incredibly love is that guy is out in the courtyard. Yeah. <laughs> shaking hands with people. Yeah. Kind of. We were down in Seacoast. They're all of them. Yeah. Just wandering. Always the senior pastor. Just yep. wandering. There's no celebrity thing. Joel. Olstein, he he's literally, literally stands, stands at the and door for four hours <laughs> afterwards. You, you know, know just, now this is all pre-COVID, by the way. So who sure. knows what's happening now? Sure, but, sure, sure. But so what I'm there's got to be some level yeah. of availability. Even yeah. even again, if you're introverted and that drains yep. you, then yep. how do you recharge after right. Sunday? Right. Don't don't you don't have to recharge on Sunday. Yeah. And if like it's a security you know, thing, yep. Listen, I, and create teams for that. Well, and I I got people that watch me. Yeah. So people don't people don't even realize. In fact, my kids make fun of me about it. But yeah, we're at a big church. I don't know yeah. all the people that come here. Sure. There's there's people that nobody people else knows. Nobody knows who they are, and their their sole job is just to watch to make sure that <laughs> nobody attacks me in the hallway. Which but it is crazy have to, to be say. weird. No, it's not so, weird at all. They're so they're off. Nobody they, even knows no they're there. Know. No, but exactly. they're always watching. They're you know, always so watching. You, you don't want to. You don't want a. Uh, yeah. You don't want a, a bodyguard situation. You <laughs> no. know, like th- it feels no. like. Oh gosh, you no. know, I can't. I, because then you become unapproachable. Yeah. You become, yeah. even though you say that you're available, you become unavailable. That's right. Because you're surrounded, and and sometimes this happens inadvertently. Because you're surrounded by staff, mm-hmm. you're surrounded by mm-hmm. the the same people that always want to talk to you. Yep. And yeah. you do a good job about that as yeah, and knowing, a skill how to, in that. knowing how to how to exit mm-hmm. conversations and how to talk to as many yep. people as possible. So you you actually are available. Yeah. And one of the things that I do now that we're kind of on the other side of all the COVID weirdness is I stand at the door and greet on the way in. Yep. And then between services, I'm in the hallway. So yep. I kind of do two different things. Yep. I agree on the way in because that's a natural, like they have to keep moving. Like, <laughs> yeah. No. yeah, there's no stopping. Some try to stop, but, right. but there's people behind them trying to get in. And yep. so it's like shake hand, move, like shake hand, move, you know, hug people, shake hands, high five, you know, yep. get to reconnect. And then in the hallway, I'm just kind of giving a cup of coffee and just mingling around the hallways afterwards. But either way, we want to give you four reasons, four purposes, four whys yep. of, um, of why it's important to walk slowly through the crowd. Again, I would encourage everybody just try it out. Get your staff doing it yeah. on a Sunday morning. Walk slowly through your hallway. And even if your hallway is like small, just wander around the hallway. Yep. Work the room. The first one is this: is availability, which we basically we, we, we pretty much already <laughs> hit that one. So you gotta be available. Make yourself available. Let people see that you're approachable. That you're available because, you know, um, in fact, I I regularly will get people that will stop me in the hallway, not at the door, but in the hallway, and say, "I can't believe." you're out in the hallway yeah. and it kind of breaks my heart a little bit yeah because they're coming from churches that they never they would never see the lead pastor in yeah. the hallway yeah they'd be in some green room or they'd be like in their office and they just kind of come out preach and go back and you know yeah. and so for them it's like wow you're so you, we can just come up and talk to you i'm like yeah, yeah i mean and there's absolutely time, you, know, you know there's time for you to reset you you do a good job of you know, you end your sermon, and then there's a song afterwards. Yep. Then there's yep. the the close, yep. so the the MC comes up and kind of right. closes out. So you do have that kind of reset time yep. to grab a cup of coffee, go to the bathroom, do what you need to do yep. Yep. to to get in a mental state right. of being available and being in the hallway. Yep. So it's not like you walk off stage and you literally have to walk directly <laughs> out and right. talk to people. Where yeah, you, there's a little you know, buffer on so both ends. Exactly. Yep. So, and then the, you know we we space our services apart enough mm-hmm. too, where it gives you that basically people 
people are cleared out and you still have 20 minutes or yep. so to gather your thoughts and do what you need to do yep. before the next service. Yeah. So you've got to be strategic in that. We're not saying be so available that you've got no margin, you've got right. no space, and now yep. it drains you completely. Yeah. So you've got to be, be strategic about it. And you it. just have to be ready. And this goes for any any of our staff. When you make yourself available you're going to you're going to get the weird questions like every sunday every sunday i have the same person that's going to come up and tell me that it's loud yep we got the same person that's going to come up and ask me something theological yep same person's going to come up and tell me something that they read this last week right and you just got to know how to maneuver that and handle that and and because it's worth the other side of that right sure so the other the other point of walking slowly through the crowd not only being available but the other part is connection yeah we want to connect with people especially new people not necessarily the the people that are here every week. New people, <laughs> right. right? New people. Have your eyes open for new connections. Yep. And again, create spaces for that as well on a monthly basis. Actually, this Sunday we've got a meet and greet coming up after the services. Good to know. So that's a good opportunity for. I get that in my your calendar. Staff. It's the first Sunday of every <laughs> I month. It was the second Sunday. So uh, it depends on your schedule as well. Oh, so if you're out of town, it does flex a little bit. But <laughs> all right, you know, so, as long as there's some consistency, that's right. That's right. There's some consistency there, yeah. but it's a, it's now an opportunity for people. You give them a space where they go. I didn't even know that I could meet the pastor or right. other pastors. Yep. I could talk to the worship leaders, those kinds yeah. of things. You create space for that intentionally. Mm-hmm. You 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 connect with people on again, that's for new people. Yep. We specifically tell people if they're new or newer to Crossroads, mm-hmm. here's a great place to not just meet the staff, but to meet yep. some other people yep. and, uh, and and to really begin to get connected. Yeah. And it, it might be a cultural thing that you got to coach and train your staff through. Whether sure. your staff is just you and two other people or just you or 50 people or 100 people, the tendency is we want to gravitate the people that we already know. Yeah. And again, there's an art to that because you don't want to ignore the people that you know, but you also don't want to get so sucked into those conversations that you're missing all these new people that are walking past you. So you got to make sure. So I, where I strategically stand in the hallway, uh, where I walk slowly is at the main exit point of our hallway. Like we have multiple hallways, but there's like a cross section. Yep. I stand at the cross section and I'm I'm constantly looking for people I don't know, yep. you know. And by the way, if you don't know somebody, never ask them if it's their first week. No, yeah, no, you never ask them. Yeah. Just say how hey, long, how, how how long, long become? you been coming. That's come. it. <laughs> how long you been coming across? Oh, it's my first day. Oh, good. Because the worst thing is, oh. oh, is this your first date? No, I've been here for three years. Yeah. Thank you. Now or we're leaving. Twenty five years. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yep. So yeah. All right. Connection. The third one is this: it, walking slowly through the crowd, uh, and this is what Jesus did so well. It allows us to care for people. Yeah. Uh to be quite honest with you, so our service is basically we have worship, we have an altar prayer time yep. during worship, the message, and then a closing benediction. And yep. then if anybody else needs prayer, you know that's sure. available as well. I pray probably for more people, though, in the hallway yeah. than I do in the worship service yep. because we're just talking to people. And, and most of those people are people I don't even really know. Mm-hmm. Something just kind of spoke to them or they're dealing with something. And I'll shake their hand. Hey, you know, uh, how long have you been coming to Crossroads? Oh, I've been here just a few times. And we'll start talking. And uh, and then almost all the time they'll say, hey, would you mind just praying with me that this would happen sure. or this happened? And so instead of saying, oh, yeah, I'll pray for you. It's like, no, let's, yep. let's just pray right now. Yep. 
let's pray right now. And um, so, Ken, why don't you tell people what we did? We gave our staff. Oh yeah, um, things. We, we and, gave we gave our staff little and, um, little pocket size uh, notebooks, basically yeah, with our logo and it's got a logo on it. On comes it. with a pen. You get them from anywhere, yep. you know. And um, it, they're they're super cheap, but they fit in a pocket. They fit in a in a uh, in a purse. It's just easy. We, we challenge people to say, write down the names of people that right. you meet on Sunday morning. Yep. Write down their write down their kids' names, write down their prayer mm-hmm. requests, write that we've even challenged our greeters and uh, and our ushers to some extent. Ushers is, again, a little different in the yeah. auditorium, but, yeah. but definitely greeters, welcome team members, things like that, staff members to say, write down some prayer requests. How many mm-hmm. people can you pray for? Mm-hmm. And and even even prompting them, because mm-hmm. I'll have conversations on Sunday morning and people will be like, oh, the sermon was great, this was that, whatever. And then I've got to prompt them, how can I pray for you this week? Yep. Yeah. And, and leading with that, because sometimes people are are hesitant to ask for that, but yeah. they'll but no one has ever denied me. Like, oh yeah. no, I don't really need any prayer. Like, they've yeah. always got something. So writing down these things and, and equipping staff and volunteers in a way that, that says, here's something that also creates an accountability mm-hmm. for them to say, how many people did you meet? How many people did you connect with? How many people right. did you pray for? How many new people did you you know even not even connect with? Maybe personally, but you connected them to somebody right. else. Yep. So this past weekend, I had an opportunity to connect a young adult that I had met to our young adults director, mm-hmm. Micah. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't for me to have coffee right. or lunch right. or do anything for. Yep. It was for me to say, great. And then yep. I heard them, at, they were they were standing behind me while I was talking to somebody else, and I heard them talk about yep. grabbing coffee together. Yep. So that connection piece and that care piece is not just for you to care for everybody right. or for you to That's connect right. with everybody, but also to provide other staff, other volunteers opportunities to, yep. connect, to care. Yeah, it's been a good exercise for our staff <clears throat> to write down who they've been talking with on Sunday morning. Now, there's an art to that, too, because you don't want to be, like, in mid-conversation, grab out your pen and be like, all right, you know, you got to do it subtly. After. After. <laughs> As they walk away. But several of our staff said that they didn't do anything different. The only difference is that they actually wrote down. Yep. And they were amazed at how many connections they made on a Sunday. Yep. And how much follow-up they have to do, which is the last and final point. Yeah. Walking slow through the crowd will also create follow-up. So one of the worst things you can do is make a connection on Sunday and then never follow up with them <laughs> <laughs> the rest of the week. Yeah. And, and you know, there's, there's some easy things that we've done in that is if, if, if the conversation leads to it and right. it feels right, go ahead and get their contact information right there. Yep. Go ahead and or text make an them appointment the day right there. of, make yeah. an appointment right there. When can we grab lunch? When can we grab coffee? When yeah. can we? When can you swing by the office? When can we actually follow up? Because the easiest way to not only know who you've connected with and who you're caring for, but to follow up is in the moment. Yep. If you do it in the moment, you're more likely yep. to and follow, so are, and so to are follow they. through, and so are they. Yeah, because we get a lot of people going, oh, I mean, you know, I, I really need to get involved. Yeah. Okay, well... Let's sign you up right now. Let's sign you up right now. Where are you going to go? Where are you going to go? Come shadow me next yeah. week. Or, know? hey, let's get together tomorrow, put it both in our calendars, and yep. let's talk about it, right? That's all part of the follow-up thing. And so, so yeah, so we're, we're pretty excited and passionate about the idea of walking slowly through the crowd. Yep. So remember, walking slowly through the crowd means you're available. You're, you're doing it to connect with current people, but also with new people, especially. Yeah. You're looking for ways to care for people, and you're looking for ways to follow up. 
And I'm telling you, that would make all the difference. It's a cultural shift. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with programs, right? Nope. Nothing to do with programs, nothing to do with tasks. It's all about people. So, well, I hope this encouraged you and helped you with that. I'd love to hear your feedback on this, by the way, too. Yeah. So if you if you start implementing this, let us know how it's going, especially this week and last week when we talked about shepherding and talked about walking slow through the crowd. Uh, give us some feedback on how it's doing for you. So, all right, everybody, thanks for joining us. We'll catch you again next week on One Big Thought.